Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. Uh, apologies, uh, I didn't get to record last week. Extenuating circumstances. But anyway, here we are back again and I'm going to try to get a, a couple of recordings in this week. We've got the uh, monthly book review, actually last month's monthly book review, um, on the way. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about uh, the acquisition of uh, atomic secrets and the development of atomic of the atomic bomb. Um, by the Soviet Union between 1945 and 1949, when the first Soviet bomb was tested. One of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because it helps us to explore um, an interesting facet of the culture of totalitarianism. Um, Lavrenti Beria uh, was Stalin's um, head of the NKVD, mass murderer, prolific rapist and um, all-round monster in waiting, uh, was put into the unusual position when he was working on the bomb project of having to give the scientists um, absolute creative leeway. Um, He was, uh, it was, in, in many ways, it was his idea that he understood that he understood very little about science and the uh, processes of um, uh, developing an atomic weapon. And he understood as well that um, if he allowed the uh, scientists the kind of creative freedoms that they'd been allowed in the West, that it was likely that there would be a, a, a similar outcome. And this is antithetical, really, to Soviet communism at this stage. Um, The idea that uh, specialists are left alone to get along with things without state oversight and without um, ideological oversight must not have been uh, a simple thing for someone like Beria to digest. The top scientist on the Soviet team was... Igor Kurchatov, um, who was called in front of Stalin um, to be told that this was task number one um, and that whatever um, the Soviet uh, atom scientists wanted 
they should just ask for uh, and it would be granted. Stalin later said to Beria, you know, treat them well because, in joking, or really not joking, he said, we can shoot them later if we need to, but treat them well now. And because this was viewed as task number one, because it was going to give uh, the Soviet Union um, the kind of... Uh, power and prestige that Stalin hoped for and it was going to cancel out the American bomb. Um, Stalin in 1946 when the country is utterly devastated still and the uh, majority of the population are living if not in in actual starvation then in hunger and hardship um, was able to grant to several thousand engineers, scientists and technicians a standard of living beyond their wildest dreams. Beria is made a deputy premier with general responsibility for state security um, or the atomic bomb minister, if you will, commissar, if you will. Um, he loses his NKVD portfolio. How he felt about that is, is unclear. Um, and his uh, sole responsibility is to build the build the bomb. Um, he was among his many failings and uh, monstrousnesses. Barrier was, uh, for Stalin's purposes, a skilled organizer. Um, Barrier's uh, organization of the Soviet camps, the the Gulag system. Um, to um, build it into a, a kind of a, a mass construction project, a, um, a, a means of exploiting labour on, on a mass scale, was something that Stalin greatly ad- admired. And Beria had also uh, been uh, chiefly involved in the espionage operation to steal uh, atomic secrets from the Manhattan Project. So he was no newcomer to the development of an atomic weapon. But it was Stalin, perhaps, that was more educated on the subject. The conclusion put forward often by Trotsky that Stalin was you know, an unimaginative dullard couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, he was a, an exceptionally uh, intelligent and sharp individual, um, and he understood um, from the late 1930s onwards, um, the possibilities um, that uh, nuclear fission uh, could have um, and had educated himself on the the writings of Einstein and other people on this very topic. Um, Initially during the war, um, the early years of of the war after after June 1941 and Barbarossa, um, Stalin was uh, unconcerned with it. He was aware that the British and the Americans were ploughing ahead with um, research and that at a certain stage the um, uh, publications on atomic science coming out of Britain and America during the war and news reports on it go deathly silent, um, which uh, Soviet intelligence uh, correctly took as an indication that the British and the Americans had, had really had significant successes um, in their research and um, defence notices and all that, that kind of official secrets 
uh, um, sort of stuff had um, silenced it. He, um, Stalin, um, was initially unconcerned about the atomic bomb. Um, he was perhaps slightly more um, interested in whether the, the Germans were able uh, to develop it. And as the Red Army's uh, Red Army in 1945 marched into the Reich and into Berlin, one of their key targets was the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute uh, in uh, in Berlin, uh, because that was where um, things such as atomic science and rocketry and all the uh, all the stuff of uh, modern warfare, uh, where the German research could be uh, could be found. He was, yeah, as I said, initially uh, not that uh, interested uh, in um, the implications of uh, the atomic bomb until he sees it tested. Um, uh, he was aware that there was this, uh, what was referred to as an experimental super bomb uh, on the horizon. Um, but um, he was um, convinced in 1945 when the bomb was dropped that it was really a message for the Soviet Union. And subsequently historians have uh, supported this this view that, we, that Truman was sending as a new anti-Soviet American president was sending out a message loud and clear about where America's red lines lay and what might happen if the the Soviets crossed them. Initially during the war, Stalin had believed that the progress of the uh, Manhattan Project would be so slow that the war would be over for better or worse by the time that it could be deployed. There were weeks um, in 1942 and 43, particularly 42, um, where uh, Stalin wondered whether the war would be over for him pretty soon. And there were moments where the entire regime uh, wondered whether they would be able to hang on for much longer. So a time scale of three to five years for the completion of uh, an atomic weapon, an allied atomic weapon, um, meant very little to Stalin. However, by the time that um, the first American bomb was tested uh, and then dropped in August 1945, uh, a new world had emerged and a new superpower status for the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union was a, a military superpower in terms of, uh, of manpower and military productive capacity, the ability to build tanks and howitzers and all the rest. But technologically, it's certainly not. And the and Stalin was right to assume that it would be technology uh, that would decide the outcome of the Cold War. Stalin, therefore, for, therefore for Stalin, the bomb was a Cold War issue. Um, it was something that was... It was unlikely to have featured during the Second World War, but it became a uh, part of the new landscape of the Cold War, um, and therefore its acquisition is absolutely essential. Um, it's the contention of Anthony Beaver, for example, that the existence of a an American bomb um, was the thing that stopped the Soviet Union from, uh, as Stalin had toyed with the idea, sweeping across Western Europe. Uh, Stalin was well aware that there were uh, plans, fairly ludicrous plans it must be said, 
but plans put forward by Churchill to try to drag America into a in 1945 into a a further war against the Soviet Union uh, by uh, invading Poland and trying to force the Soviets back off uh, Polish territory. Um, and Stalin would have heard all about this through his various uh, agents uh, in British intelligence that was so successfully penetrated at the time. And so his um, natural inclination towards paranoia and paranoic suspicions of the West uh, would have been uh, uh, aided uh, by these kind of uh, bizarre outpourings by Churchill. Um, and therefore the, the bomb once again um, becomes the solution to Stalin um, to redress this uh, imbalance in Cold War power. On the third day of the Potsdam Conference, I've definitely mentioned this one before, it was one, among one of my favourite Potsdam anecdotes, um, Truman came to Stalin and said, well, we have tested a bomb of unusual destructive force, uh, to which Stalin said, nonchalantly, I'm glad to hear it, um, and I hope you will make good use of it against the Japanese. Um, he was obviously the the, the Soviet infiltration of the Manhattan Project, uh, where many of the atomic secrets had been uh, uh, procured from, uh, which gave the Soviet scientists something like about 18 months to two years head start on the project. It was this espionage that had told Stalin everything he, he needed to know. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, the way that Stalin uh, dealt with um, this information from Truman was to uh, call together his team, particularly uh, Vyacheslav Molotov, and say, right, we're going to make our project go faster. We are going to speed up um, what our scientists are doing. And this is a typical sort of thinking from the uh, de devisers of the five-year plans. 
In Sheila Fitzpatrick's Everyday Stalinism, she writes about the local party bosses who, without an enormous amount of uh, skill or know-how or managerial experience or any of that, um, simply uh, looked at the projects that they had to complete, be it um, railways or hydroelectric dams or, or what have you, and through sheer kind of belligerence and berating and um, anger and aggression, flung human beings, skilled and unskilled, at the problem, uh, working around the clock until it was done. Um, a, a brutal way of uh, getting things done. But these were the, the, the kind of party apparatchiks who were really emulating what was being said and done on high. All we'll do is we'll speed things up, we'll work harder, or we'll, you know, work people to the bone, um, and when they drop, replace them with others, um, and we'll we'll get the job done. And this was the secret, really, behind much of the many of the advances uh, of the Soviet era, of the Stalinist era. Don't worry too much about the human cost. Stalin correctly um, guessed that the British and Americans um, knew that they were in a race against time. The British and Americans knew that at some point the the Soviets would uh, acquire the ability to create a bomb, but the Americans assumed it wouldn't happen for at least a decade. Um, And when the Soviets detonate their first, uh, test their first bomb, um, and the Americans detect it on Labor Day, 1949, obviously very quickly they smell a rat and assume it's down to espionage, which in for the large part it was. The um, Stalin uh, looked at the bomb and thought the British and the Americans, or principally the, the Americans as the, the British received their bomb slightly later, um, they are going to use this um, leverage to try to shape the Cold War in their own interests as quickly as possible. To which Stalin thought, well, no, we, I will not uh, permit that. And so the sense of urgency in acquiring a Soviet bomb um, was immense. Stalin believed that even with um, an, uh, an atomic bomb, and he had a, a good understanding of how many uh, the Americans had developed, Um, He thought that by 1949 that the Americans still didn't have um, a sufficient and overwhelming number of nuclear weapons uh, to be able to uh, completely um, overwhelm the Soviet Union uh, if the Soviet Union attempted to fight a conventional war. So he he wasn't um, utterly intimidated uh, to start with, but obviously he didn't want to be in a situation where he was threatened with a nuclear weapon uh, because there might be um, every chance that um, he would be forced to back down. So one of the difficulties uh, in the Soviet bomb project was the degree of paranoia that both Stalin and Beria had. Uh, It was assumed uh, by Beria that his spy rings must have been uncovered and were being allowed to continue in order to feed disinformation to the Soviet Union. 
Barrier essentially told his agents that um, he would have them recalled and shot if they passed disinformation along, uh, which probably didn't aid the intelligence gathering process. Similarly, the uh, what Barrier um, needed, and eventually what he gets, is a scientist who is able to uh, understand the intelligence material is being passed to him. And this was Kurchatov, the most successful um, Soviet uh, atom spy, Klaus Fuchs, who was a German communist who had wound up in the employ of British intelligence and who had passed on um, the the most detailed um, um, intelligence uh, eventually, were um, Fuchs and Kurchatov um, was it's doubtful that they ever met uh, through correspondence, secret correspondence, uh, managed to become a very powerful team in developing uh, developing the bomb. Now, it would be wrong to assume that the Soviet scientists were simply reliant on espionage. Uh, espionage just speeded the process up. Um, the uh, Soviet um, atom scientists uh, had roughly the same basis of understanding and skill as their Western counterparts. Uh, one of them was the later distant Andrei Zakharov. And if there was anything, anything that was making to make it less likely that Soviet scientists were able to have the same successes as their Western counterparts, it was the Soviet system itself, which Beria um, sensibly uh, removed as a burden from most of the the scientists' and uh, technicians' shoulders uh, and allowed them simply to um, work um, unfettered by Soviet bureaucracy. One of the main challenges was finding sufficient amounts of uranium. The Germans have been very lucky in their invasion of Belgium uh, in 1940. Um, the Belgians had mined Congo, uh, which they had occupied as uh, colonisers since the 19th century, uh, for its huge um, quantities of uranium, um, and there were warehouses full of the stuff. Um, the Soviets eventually found uranium in Kazakhstan, um, they managed to take um, some of the uranium um, that was uh, uh, in Germany in 1945, but a lot of it fell into American hands, along with uh, rocket scientists such as Werner von Braun. Um, so um, the scrabble for uh, uranium, enough uranium for a bomb, uh, was a, a really significant part of uh, the, the difficulties that the atom scientists overcame. The impact on uh, Cold War politics of the detonation of the first Soviet bomb in 1949 is instantaneous and significant. Uh, The developing anti-communist hysteria in America takes a huge leap forward. Um, The Soviets now have uh, nuclear weapons and the uh, fear of internal subversion in America is added to with uh, a belief that uh, now nuclear warheads are targeted, or nuclear bombs at least, 
are, are targeted at mainland uh, America. And whilst this was entirely unlikely to have been the case, uh, the security that the, the bomb temporarily brought uh, America is replaced with a sense of uh, anxiety and doubt. And it's rather unfortunate that um, the first Soviet bomb is detonated in the same year that China falls to communism, uh, thus um, throwing uh, the cloud of suspicion over the State Department and the, the question as to um, how communism has had all these successes is answered uh, eventually by people like uh, McCarthy who say, well, it is uh, spies and traitors in our midst. And indeed, there were spies. Uh, not that McCarthy would have known who they were or have any indication as to how many there were. Um, he was uh, utterly ignorant on the subject. But uh, the Venona decrypt, which was um, the uh, intelligence uh, that was gathered through cracking Soviet codes using essentially the ultra uh, code uh, that the British had pioneered during the war. Uh, the Venona decrypt um, present, uh, showed that there was all sorts of contact uh, with Soviet embassies from agents within the State Department, and it also exposed the uh, the Los Alamos uh, atom spies um, and led to the arrest and later execution of Ethel and Julius Rosenberg and the arrest of uh, Klaus Fuchs um, and of uh, a range of other uh, British uh, and uh, American uh, Soviet agents. One standard justification amongst many of them, um, there was uh, an agent uh, based in Britain uh, going back a, a couple of decades now, uh, Melita Norwood, um, who um, was uh, exposed uh, in Christopher Andrew and Vasily Mitrokin's book, uh, The Mitrokin Archive, uh, in the early 1990s as a Soviet agent, and uh, she was being quite an elderly lady at that time, and said, yes, of course I did all these things, and I don't care. Um, it was my view that the USA, having one atomic bomb and nobody else having one, uh, made the world dangerously unstable and more likely to have a nuclear war. And it was only just and right that the Soviets have the same uh, technology. And she's obviously a member of the Communist Party of Great Britain. Um, but it's possible, um, it's just possible, that the um, ability of more than one power to wield that kind of destructive force actually um, made nuclear war less likely, not more so, but it's perhaps a debate for another time. Anyway, thanks for listening, and just a few quick announcements. Um, we're going to be transitioning over to a new podcast hoster soon. We'll be able to do all sorts of kind of cool and fancy stuff, but there is going to be um, some advertising. We're going to try not to kind of let it strangle the podcast, but that is on the way. Uh, it means that we'll be able to uh, monetize what we do. No more begging letters, no more begging bowls. Um, and it'll mean also that I can get a, um, unlimited content on here so we can maybe even get this podcast going a couple of times a week. 
If you're studying and heading for exams, check out the Explaining uh, History YouTube channel. Um, it's got uh, a ton of uh, handy stuff um, and advice for students that you don't get on the podcast. So get yourself over there now onto YouTube, uh, like it, subscribe, and uh, away you go. Anyway, um, I'll catch you sometime later this week, and uh, thanks for listening to the Explaining History podcast. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.